Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Rosebro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. So, a little bit of a note here. We're, we've already noted that the false prophets, they all got it wrong regarding the re-election of Trump. Then the inauguration of re-inauguration of Trump rather than Biden. And then for months now, different periods throughout the year, it was March and then it was April and then it was August 20th and, and August 13th. Uh, different prophets were claiming that the, thus saith the Lord that Trump will be uh, put back into office by such and such a date. Well, that hasn't happened. And, and so what we're going to do now is we're going to compare uh, one of the false prophets, and this applies to all of them, by the way. Uh, we're going to compare one of them. We're going to hold him out as an exemplar, and that's Hank Kuhneman. And we're going to compare him to the false prophets of the time of Jeremiah. And we're going to be doing a long Bible study, so grab your Bible, open up to Jeremiah chapter 27, verse 1. This is where we're going to begin. And we're going to see the immediate context of that well-misused text, the one that is tortured in, into meaning that God wants to give you health and prosperity and and uh, and wealth and power and things like this. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for a future and a hope. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put, <clears throat> I had to channel my inner Osteen there. Uh, we're going to see the real context for it. And when you see it in its proper context, as it relates to the false prophets of Jeremiah's time, you can't unsee it, and you'll never be able to tolerate anyone twisting that text again. But uh, uh, more, more immediately, though, we've got to deal with the false prophets as it relates to their claims uh, regarding the impending, soon-to-be-announced, uh, well, restoration of the Trump administration, th things of this nature. So all of that being said, let's whirl up the desktop. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go to my happy place here for a second. All right, that, and uh, now that the uh, we've done that, let's uh, let's get our um, uh, let's get our web browser up. And what we're gonna do? We're gonna listen to Hank Kuhneman's message from August fifteenth, twenty twenty one. And uh, we're, we've sped up the audio. Uh, we've done this because we have a lot of ground we need to cover. And this entire message is all about um, the, the timing of prophecies. Uh, because uh, he's basically, he hasn't doubled down. He hasn't tripled down or quadrupled. Down. We've lost track. I don't even know what to call it when somebody doubles down a hundred times or a thousand times. Kuhneman has been shown to be a false prophet. He is not hearing from God. God didn't tell him any of the stuff that he's saying. And so he gave an entire message about the, the timing of prophecies as a way of basically saying, I'm right. And all the people, the scoffers and the mockers and the people who are saying I'm a false prophet, they're wrong. Yeah, I, I wish I was making that up. So uh, let's let's sample a portion of this message, shall we? Here we want go. All prophecies to be wrapped up now, and they don't realize that that's not always the way God does things. Some things take a few days, and you start sealing, seeing manifestation of the prophecy, but some prophecies will continue to play out. All right, I want you to look at Genesis 3, verse 15. This is one of the first prophecies, and it was given by God. 
-hmm. And he says, I will put a war between you and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. So notice what he's doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow him down just a little bit. I still want to do him a little faster just because we have a lot of ground to cover. But notice what he's doing. Uh, prophecies have their own timings as to when they'll be fulfilled. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so uh, what's the reason why God hasn't fulfilled the so-called prophecy that, that Trump would be put back into office? And there's been multiple prophecies with actual dates. August 13th, August 20th. You get the idea. Bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. Now, how many know he's talking about the devil? The devil would come and what would he do? He would bruise the heel or wound Jesus through the crucifixion. But ultimately, this is why you're over and not under, is ultimately he would crush the head of the devil. Now, that prophecy, how many years did that prophecy, from the time it was given, how many years later did it, did it come to pass? Thousands, you know, at least four. About 4,000 years. Are you listening to me? And every prophet probably who prophesied that prophecy that a Messiah was coming, I guarantee you they probably thought that it was in their time frame. If there's yeah, well, there was absolutely expectation as to the fulfillment of this prophecy. Even Eve herself in Genesis chapter 4, one could argue from the Hebrew text there, believed that, uh, that the fulfillment of the prophecy was with the birth of Cain. But you're taking the prophecy of the promised Messiah and God himself made the promise. Yeah, in fact, that, uh, that text that says that he will, you know, he will crush your head and you will bruise his heel, uh, that's called the Proto-Euangelion, the very first gospel. And it comes when God is cursing the serpent for deceiving our first parents. And God himself is the one who gives the promise. This wasn't by a prophet. God didn't use an intermediary. This was a promise given directly by God himself when he was cursing the serpent. Anything were prophets, it doesn't make them false because there were prophets in the Bible that thought that certain things that they prophesied would happen in their time frame. Didn't make them false, it just they got the timing wrong. Uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah, so you've gotten the timing wrong how many times since November of 2020? Are you listening? Yes. And some things that they thought that they were wrong or were, were stoned for and killed, they were in fact right. And it wasn't until the... Can you give me an example of a true prophet who was stoned for giving a long-range prophecy that didn't happen yet. The prophecy actually got fulfilled with Jesus Christ that people could look as it was too late that the prophets were already stoned, that they were in fact true. Are you, are you hearing me? So with prophetic timing, go now to the book of Revelation because people will often, you know, quote the book of Revelation and the book of... So, so this is his obfuscation. It's all about prophetic timing. You know, I know I said... Uh huh, and and it hasn't happened. It, but it's all it, it's God's got His own prophetic timing. I'm not a false prophet, you know, because God promised the Messiah back in Genesis three. Revelation is probably one of the most misquoted, misunderstood books out there, but it is a book of prophecy. You say, well, how is it a book of prophecy? Look at Revelation chapter one, verse nineteen. <laughs> Who doubts that Revelation is a book of prophecy? You have to understand that when prophecy is released, that it will deal many times with the past, the present, and the future. Not every prophecy is always dealing about something in the future. Sometimes it deals with something in the moment. Sometimes it deals with something that God is doing in the past that he's trying to remind you of. But the thing that you have to understand is prophecy is and will deal with past, present, and future. Look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 19. He said, write these things down.
The things which you have seen. Now, how many of you have seen me? Look up. You just saw me. Okay, that already passed. Wow. wow. You, <laughs> are you paying people to, to go wow at your pseudo profundities? Wow, that's already passed. <gasps> Mind blown. Nonsense. You just saw me. That, that already happened. You're not seeing me again. Now it's present, but now it's just passed again. And so some people think, well, if I don't see it right away, it hasn't come to pass. You have to allow prophecy to express itself. You, you have to allow prophecy to express itself? What are you talking about? So notice things that thou hast seen. Oh, the minute you see it, it's already a past thing. And now you need to prophesy it. And things which are. Oh, that's current. And things which will be hereafter or the future. Well, do you know that John's prophecy is still being fulfilled? Yeah, the end of the world hasn't occurred yet. And no one is saying that John, the apostle John, is a false prophet because the end of the world hasn't occurred yet. But then again, John didn't say that the end of the world would happen on August 20th, 2021. Keep that in mind. Christ said no one knows the day or the hour. And most people keep putting their timing on it. 88 reasons why he's coming in 80, 1988. 89 reasons why he's coming in 89. Come on, come on. But the book doesn't say what year he's coming. If there's anything with prophecy that people get messed up is interpretation of it and timing. And you can see from there. So you have to understand that some prophecies can look impossible. It can even look like it can take years to manifest. You know why I think most people didn't jump on the, the, the boat of Noah, the ark of Noah? It's because they thought it was an impossible prophecy. You know why I believe that some people haven't jumped on the prophecy about the United States of America and what God wants to do with 45 and, and all of that? Is 45, that's Trump. So now, you know, he's talking in code talk. 45, because that's Because it's Trump. an impossible sounding prophecy. We've never been this way in our country. We've never been faced with things in our country before. So the reason why people didn't jump on the boat, what's rain? What's reinstating a president? Uh-huh. So uh, Trump isn't back in office because it's the same thing as the days of Noah. Right. What's overturning an election? And so they don't jump on board. So what they do is they become a scoffer and a mocker. No, you're just a false prophet. Now, by the way, in Scripture, we have examples from the time of Jeremiah of false prophets giving timed prophecies. Mm -hmm. And uh, let, we'll take a look at what Scripture says regarding those fellows and the dates they set. And how the fact that they, those dates didn't occur, as they said, proves that God did not send them and how God handled them. Yeah, there's a big parallel between Hank Kuhneman and Kat Kerr and a whole host of people who are still quadrupling, quintupling, you know, one hundredling <laughs> down on their failed Trump prophecies. And uh, you'll, you'll see the parallels uh, immediately. So Jeremiah chapter 27, verse 1. This is our text. Like I said, longer Bible study today. And uh, when, you see the, when you see this, you're going to see the immediate context of Jeremiah 29, 11, and what's really going on here. So in Jeremiah 27, verse 1, it says, In the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, his, this word came to Jeremiah from Yahweh. Thus Yahweh said to me, make yourself straps and yoke bars. 
put them on your neck. Send word to the king of Edom and the king of Moab, the king of the sons of Ammon, the king of Tyre, the king of Sidon, by the hand of the envoys who have come to Jerusalem to Zedekiah, the king of Judah. Now, in the longer uh, context of the book of Jeremiah, it's important to note that uh, that. Well, Israel, not Israel, but Judah, the, the southern kingdom, has gone into rank apostasy. Uh, in the reign of Manasseh, that, uh, what they ended up doing was setting up within Solomon's temple an uh, incense altar to Baal, a starry host, think kind of like astrology. Uh, they put up an Asherah pole. Uh, Asherah, one of the ancient world's false goddesses, and uh, and some even argue that uh, they put uh, Asherah behind the uh, curtain of the Holy of Holies to give Yahweh a wife. Uh, and there was also a, a brothel, uh, a male cult prostitute brothel in Solomon's temple. And so this shows you just how far off the rails things had gone uh, in the southern kingdom in Judah at the time that Jeremiah began prophesying. This was the state of affairs. And God had sent prophet after prophet after prophet calling Judah to repent of their idolatry, to return to God, God assuring them that he would forgive them of their idolatry and they would have none of it. And so God begins to invoke then, uh, you know, the, the curses of the Mosaic Covenant, which is a land lease agreement between God and the people of Israel. And he begins to basically say, I'm going to act in judgment. I am going to summon Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you know, the king from the north and from Babylon. He's going to destroy Jerusalem wreck the temple, take the uh, temple's artifacts back to Babylon. Only 10% of the people uh, of Judah will survive, and that remnant will be in exile for 70 years, and this is a result of God's judgment, rightfully so, against their impenitence and their idolatry. That's what's going on here. And so now Nebuchadnezzar has arisen, and God has provided salvation for anyone who would listen to his voice. In order to be saved and to not die, you must submit yourself to the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar. Now, yeah, prior to YouTube and things like that, there were YouTube prophets in Judah at the time. They just didn't use YouTube. Uh, and what were they doing? They were saying that, oh, Nebuchadnezzar will never attack. He will never come. We And, uh, and then what happened? He came and exiles you know it came in several different waves exiles were taken off into babylon uh, implements of the temple were taken off into babylon and uh, god hadn't made a full end of them yet but here god is telling jeremiah tell the people we're going to use a prop here jeremiah is going to make a yoke uh, yoke bars for himself and put it on and uh, it, to kind of make the point if you want to be saved from the impending sack of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, you must listen to the voice of God and submit yourself to the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar. And you will be taken into exile for 70 years. 70. So that, that's your setup here. All right. 
So thus, give them the, the, uh, this charge for their masters. Thus says Yahweh Savaoth. Savaoth. Uh, Sava in uh, Hebrew means army. So anytime you see Lord of Hosts in like an ESV translation, uh, Sava is army. So you think of, I always like to say Yahweh of army, something like to, to that effect. Because hosts, I mean, that, the, in English, that, that could be somebody like who's a waiter or something like that. But this is talking about armies. Yahweh, uh, the Lord of armies, uh, the God of Israel. This is what you shall say to your masters. It is I who by my great power and my outstretched arm, I have made the earth with the men and the animals that are on the earth, and I give it to whomever it seems right to me. Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I have given him also the beasts of the field to serve him. All the nations shall serve him and his son and his grandson until the time of his own land comes. Then many nations and great kings shall make him their slave. So, no, God is saying, I'm raising up Nebuchadnezzar. I know he's a pagan and their, their nation will be judged. But I'm raising him up and everybody is going to serve him. Full stop, God says, I made heaven and earth. You're going to do this whether you want to or not, or you're going to die. So, but if any nation or kingdom will not serve this Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, I will punish that nation with the sword, with famine, with pestilence, declares Yahweh, until I have consumed it by his hand. So do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your fortune tellers, your sorcerers who are saying to you, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. Ah, okay. So in the time of Jeremiah, even before there was YouTube, there were diviners and dreamers and fortune tellers and sorcerers, and they were saying, I feel Yahweh is giving me a download and uh, that uh, and that you we will not you will not serve Nebuchadnezzar and all this kind of stuff. God's saying, don't listen to him. He did, God didn't send him. Notice he says your prophets, not mine, your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your fortune tellers, your sorcerers who are saying to you, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. It, it, it is a lie that they are prophesying to you with the result that you will be removed far from your land. And I will drive you out and you will perish. But any nation that will bring its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him I will leave on its own land to work it and to dwell there, declares Yahweh. So it's real simple. Here's real, cho real choice. Submit to, ba to, to Nebuchadnezzar and to Babylon, and you can stay. Just listen to the voice of your God and stop listening to these yahoos, these diviners and dreamers and false prophets that God didn't send. So to Zedekiah, the king of Judah, I spoke in a like manner. Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will you and your people die by the sword, by famine, by pestilence, as Yahweh has spoken concerning any nation that will not serve the king of Babylon? Do not listen to the words of the prophets who are saying to you, you shall not serve the king of Babylon. It's a lie that they are prophesying to you. I have not sent them, declares Yahweh, they, but they are prophesying falsely in my name with the result that I will drive you out and you will perish, you and the prophets who are prophesying to you. So big distinction here. 
right? God's saying, submit to Nebuchadnezzar, you live. No destruction will come. Listen to the voice of God. Trust him. But no, no, no. Their false prophets are spewing lies. Oh, you'll never submit. You'll never, you know, submit to Nebuchadnezzar. He's not coming. Okay. All right. Yeah. So then I spoke to the priests and to all the people saying, thus says Yahweh, do not listen to the words of your prophets who are prophesying to you saying, behold, the vessels of Yahweh's house will now shortly be brought back from Babylon. This is so similar to the Hank Kuhnemans of the world who, is, who have been claiming that Trump's reinstatement is imminent any time now, right? At the time of Jeremiah the prophets, there were people saying, oh, the, uh, the, the vessels of Yahweh's house, they will shortly be brought back from Babylon. Thus saith the Lord, it'll be a suddenly. Uh-huh. What does Jeremiah say? It's a lie. It's a lie that they're prophesying to you. Do not Listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should the city become a desolation? If they are prophets and if the word of Yahweh is with them, then let them intercede with Yahweh Savaoth, Yahweh of armies, that the vessels that are left in the house of Yahweh in the house of the king of Judah and in Jerusalem may not go to Babylon. For thus says Yahweh Savaoth, Yahweh of armies, concerning the pillars the sea, the stand, the rest of the vessels that are left in the city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take away. When he took into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem, thus says Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that are left in the house of Yahweh and the house of the king of Judah and in Jerusalem, they shall be carried to Babylon and they will remain there until the day when I visit them, declares Yahweh, then I will bring them back and restore them to this place. So note, these false prophets are lying. They're not sent by God. They are the prophets of the people, not the prophets of God. The real prophet of God is speaking, and it's Jeremiah. And God says, not only will the vessels that have been taken to Babylon not be coming back shortly, the rest of them I'm sending off to Babylon too. In fact, we've got the allied van lines truck sitting out in front of uh, Solomon's temple already. That's kind of the point, right? So then in that same year, at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the king of Judah, in the fifth month of the fourth year, Hananiah, the son of Azur, uh, the prophet from Gibeon, you have to put that in air quotes, the prophet from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of Yahweh. So there they are, they're in, they're in Solomon's temple, in the presence of the priests and all the people. So, so who else is deceived at this point? The whole establishment, from priests and Levites, People claiming to be prophets, they're all deceived. There's, you know, Jeremiah is practically the only guy left that's sound. All right. He spoke to me in the house of Yahweh in the presence of the priests and all the people saying, thus says Yahweh, Sava, the Lord of armies, the God of Israel. I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. 
Within two years, I will bring back to this place all the vessels of Yahweh's house, which Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares Yahweh, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Ah, so this fellow sounds a lot like a, kind of an ancient world's version of Kenneth Copeland. COVID-19, I blow the wind of God on you. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so he's prophesying. And he said, thus says Yahweh, Sava, the Lord, the Lord of armies. The thing is, God didn't say this. So there they are, you know, kind of a showdown, if you would. Hananiah versus Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah, we know, spoke the truth. History has borne out the words of Jeremiah. Hananiah, not so much. So we already know he's spewing the nonsense of his own mind. So the prophet Jeremiah spoke to Hananiah, the prophet, in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of Yahweh. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. Um, may Yahweh do so. Yeah, well, yeah, way to go. May Yahweh make the words that you have prophesied come true. And then bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of Yahweh and all the exiles. Yet hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times, they all prophesied war, famine, pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that Yahweh has truly sent the prophet. So you'll note here, how do we know that God has truly sent a prophet when his words come to pass? Hank Kuhneman has failed so many times I've lost track and he's set dates and he's still holding on, claiming, oh, well, we, you know, this is a true prophecy, man. It's all about God's prophetic timing. Baloney. Okay, scripture's clear. When the word of that prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that Yahweh has truly sent the prophet. Otherwise, when it doesn't come to pass as they have said, then you know that Yahweh didn't send that prophet. Did God send Hananiah? Nope. So, in fact, we'll see that very clearly here in a minute. So then the prophet Hananiah, he was very upset. He was offended that, uh, that Jeremiah would prophesy uh, you know, against him and, and counteract his words because he truly believed that he was hearing from Yahweh, right? So he, he decided to cancel Jeremiah, right? So uh, the prophet Hananiah took the yoke bars from the neck of Jeremiah the prophet, and he broke them. Took his yoke bars off that God commanded him to be wearing. He broke them. Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says Yahweh, even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within two years. Within two years. and No, no time prophecy here. But Jeremiah the prophet went his way. Now, sometime after the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke bars from off the neck of Jeremiah the prophet, the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah. And now God's going to act in judgment for this against this fellow. You go tell Hananiah, thus says Yahweh, you've broken wooden bars, but I have made in their place bars of iron. For thus says Yahweh, 
Savaoth, the God, the Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel. I put a put upon the neck of all these nations an iron yoke to serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and they shall serve him, for I have given to him even the beasts of the field. And Jeremiah the prophet said to Han the prophet Hananiah, "Listen, Hananiah, Yahweh hasn't sent you, and you've made this people trust in a lie." Therefore, thus says Yahweh, behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die because you have uttered rebellion against Yahweh. I want to make something clear in this, at this point, at this juncture, if you would. This man, God didn't tell him nothing. He is causing everybody who listens to him and believes him to believe in lies God didn't send him. They, he, they, he is causing them to trust in words that God never spoke. And I would say this. He is in grave danger. Grave danger of being judged by God in a horrible way. God does not take these things lightly. So Hananiah... Jeremiah said, God didn't send you, and this year you will die because you've uttered rebellion against Yahweh. So is Hank Kuhneman. He's uttered rebellion against God. So in that same year, in the seventh month, the prophet Hananiah died. Oh, Jeremiah got it right. Guess who got it wrong? Hananiah. So these are the words of the letter. And now here, here's your context. That is the immediate context before Jeremiah chapter 29, especially verse 11. So God at this point, there are false prophets who have already been marched off into exile in Babylon. And you know what they're saying to people? Oh, within two years, you're going to return to Jerusalem. Within two years, oh, the vessels of the temple are going to be returned to Jerusalem. So God has Jeremiah write him a letter. So Jeremiah is his secretary. God's dictating the letter. And the letter is to the exiles. And listen to what God says. So these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders of the exiles, to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Yeah, that's right. We've got a group of false prophets there. And, you know, they're all saying the same stupid stuff. Oh, within two years, right? So um, this was after King Jeconiah and the queen mother and the eunuchs and the officials of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the metal workers had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisah, the son of Shaphan, and Gamariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent to Babylon, to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. It said, <clears throat> so here's the letter. Thus says Yahweh Savaoth, Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel. To all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So you'll note, God makes it very clear. You know why you're in Babylon? I sent you there. I'm the one who did this. This wasn't an act of Satan or the devil. This was me acting in judgment against your idolatry. I sent you into exile. So note, right off the bat, first sentence of the letter makes it very clear. The reason they're in exile is because God's the one who determined that they would be there. So I am the one who have sent you into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So here's what they, they need to do. Are you ready? 
build houses, live in them, plant gardens, eat their produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Pray to Yahweh on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says Yahweh, Sabaoth, the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams that they dream. It is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares Yahweh. So you can see that, that that's, that's the opening shot in the letter, okay? So God is writing this letter to set the record straight. God didn't send those dreamers. God didn't send those false prophets, guys like Hananiah, okay? Nope, God didn't send them. In fact, God says, you're not coming back in two years. Mm -mm. And it's not going to be five or 10 or 20 or 30 or 50 you ain't coming back for 70 years. In fact, some of you older men already, you'll never come back. Your, your, your children and your grandchildren will see Jerusalem, but you won't. Plant houses, yeah, build houses, plant gardens. You see, that's the point, right? For thus says Yahweh, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, 70, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and I will bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares Yahweh, plans for your welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And see, by the way, the, I know the plans I have for you. It's a, it's a plural. It's for y'all. I know the plans I have for you all. And this is in the context of, I sent you there. I have planted you in exile, and this is for your good. Okay. I know that your false prophets are telling you that evil has befallen you. No, good has befallen you because you've listened to the voice of God. I know the plans I have for you, declares Yahweh. Plans for your welfare, not for evil, to give y'all a future and a hope. So then you will call upon me and you will come and you, to me and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares Yahweh, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I've driven you, declares Yahweh, and I will bring you back to the place from which I have sent you into exile. But because you have said, Yahweh has raised up prophets for us in Babylon, thus says Yahweh concerning the king who sits on the throne of David and concerning all the people who dwell in the city, your kinsmen who did not go out with you into exile. What about those people who haven't gone into exile? Thus says Yahweh, Sabaoth, Yahweh of armies. Behold, I am sending on them sword, famine, pestilence. I will make them like vile figs that are so rotten they cannot be eaten. I will pursue them with a sword, famine, pestilence. I will make them a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth, to be a curse, a terror, a hissing, a reproach among all the nations where I have driven them out because they did not pay attention to my words, declares Yahweh. So there's the comparison point. I know the plans I have for you, the ones in exile. 
you have a future and a hope. The ones who've stayed, who would not pay attention to my words, I'm going to wipe them out. Send on them famine and pestilence and you, you get the idea. So the, the, the plans I have for y'all in exile, they're different than the plans I have for the people who stayed in Jerusalem against my words. You see the difference? And that's what that text is about. Because they did not pay attention to my words, declares Yahweh, that I persistently sent to you by my servants, the prophets. But you would not listen, declares Yahweh. So hear the word of Yahweh, all you exiles whom I sent away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Okay? You're not cursed. You're not cursed. You, you've obeyed the voice of God. Okay? Thus says Yahweh, Sava Oath, Yahweh of armies, the God of Israel. Concerning Ahav, the son of Kolaiah, all right? Now, this is a fellow who is one of their false prophets, like Hananiah. Uh, uh, concerning Ahab, the son of Koaliah, and Zedekiah, the son of Maasiah, who are prophesying a lie to you in my name. Behold, I will deliver them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and he will strike them down before your eyes. Because of them, this curse shall be used by all the exiles from Judah to Babylon. Yahweh make you like Zedekiah and Ahav, whom, Yah, whom the king of Babylon roasted with the fire, because they have done an outrageous thing in Israel. They have committed adultery with their neighbors' wives, and they have spoken in my name lying words that I did not command them. I am the one who knows. I am witness, declares Yahweh. So you'll note two particular fellows who were prophets, who were prophesying falsely. Yeah, we've got Ahab, the son of Koliah, and Zedekiah, the son of Maasiah. God had Nebuchadnezzar strike them down, and they were burned in a fiery furnace. And they then became a curse. Well, you know, anybody who spoke false words from God... The, the exiles used to say, may Yahweh make you like Zedekiah and Ahav, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire, because they have done an outrageous thing in Israel. They have committed adultery with their neighbor's wives, and they have spoken in my name lying words that I did not command them. This shows you how seriously God takes these things. And Hank Kuhneman and everyone like him, it, he, he's just like Hananiah. He's just like Ahav. He's just like Zedekiah. Just like him. Getting people to trust in lying words that God has not spoken. Let's listen a little more. And they missed the boat. When the prophecy happens, they're not on the right side of blessing. And so the prophets have to take an amazing hit because they're prophesying something that maybe hasn't been done before and people don't jump on board. So the Bible says in Luke 17 that as Jesus was rejected in his generation like Noah, Noah was rejected. They thought he was a lunatic. They laughed at him. They scoffed at him. But he gave the most ridiculous prophecy. Never been done in the history of, their, of the earth. Rain. It took 120 years to come to pass. When's it going to happen? Some prophecies are in God's timing and his event. And that's what he's trying to show us. But which side of the boat are you on? In it or off? No. You've given time prophecies that have proved to be false. That proves you're a liar. You are speaking words in the name of God that God didn't give you to speak. You're causing people to trust in lies. 
God will hold you accountable, Hank Kuhneman. Look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. When God does give a prophecy, and he reveals prophecies, especially on worldwide level or national level, he will give signs. And, and people, we cannot misread the signs. The problem that people get caught up in is they think the sign is the final destination. If you're driving to Omaha, Nebraska for our conference, September 16th through the 19th, and you're driving and it says 100 miles to Omaha, well, you just saw the sign, but that is not the destination. It's indicating that you're on the right road for what will manifest. So God has given us signs. He's given us the snow signs the, that even would happen in D.C. It happened. The heat that's happening right now in D.C. Prophesied about that. Prophesied about lightning strikes in unusual places. Come on. Statue of Liberty. Washington Monument. Yeah, those get struck by lightning regularly. George Floyd statue. Whistleblowers coming forth. Locusts. 45 would win. Fraud would, would be our election August uh, 16th of 2020. So we've had signs. But here's the problem. God gave one of the longest signs, longest lasting sign in the history of our earth. And yet people still didn't get on the boat. In Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, Enoch, who is a prophet. Yeah, again, you're misappropriating all those things. You need to compare yourself to the right people. You're nothing like Enoch. Nothing like, nothing like Jesus. Nothing like Moses or the Apostle John. No, no, Hank, you're just like Zedekiah and Ahav, whom the king of Babylon roasted in the fire. They have committed adultery with their neighbor's wives. They have spoken in God's name lying words that God did not command them. And just like you are, speaking lying words that God did not command them. And so here's the thing. It's time for people to wake up and stop listening to the Hank Kuhnemans and the Cat Kerrs and all these yahoos. Because over and over and over, Scripture warns with the sternest warnings and the greatest promises of punishment. Those who would blaspheme the name of God and speak lying words in his name that he hasn't given them to speak. And so Hank Kuhneman, he's just like Zedekiah and Ahav, just like Hananiah. And he is invoking the wrath of God if he doesn't repent of this nonsense. And it's time for people to stop listening to people like him and recognize them for what they are. The very wolves that scripture in the New Testament warns us about, the exact false prophets that Jesus warned us about, would be uh, running amok within the visible church in the days before his immediate return. Keep that in mind. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, all the information on how you can share the video is down below. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen. Amen.